The Dirty Donut Diaries by Jackie Helbert When customers entered the donut, ice cream, and sandwich shop where I worked, they would inhale deeply and smile. The brightly painted store had the overpowering aroma of coffee beans and a cloud of confectionery sugar floated in the air. The customers all made the exact same comments as though they had been handed a script at the door. How do you stay so skinny working here? I would weigh a thousand pounds if I worked in a donut shop. I would eat donuts and ice cream all day long. I always felt irritated that so many people thought my weight was an appropriate topic to broach after knowing me for only three seconds. I really wanted to respond, Well, at first I put on 70 pounds, but then I tried bulimia. I puke 16 times a day, but eat all the donut holes I can stand to binge on. Because of regurgitating so much acid, I developed a 3-inch hole in my esophagus, but let me tell you, it's totally worth it. However, I needed my measly paycheck to make ends meet and pay tuition for Bible college. So I would just fake a laugh and say something bland that wouldn't get me fired. <laughs> I don't know, just a good metabolism, I guess. Then they would always laugh a little too loud and a little too hard for my comfort. <laughs> Listen to that, she's just a little comedian. The customers assumed I had a pie job, not a care in the world. What could go wrong in such a pl wonderful place as a donut store? But what they failed to realize is that the fast food industry, and especially donut stores, have a very dark and sinister side. The blogosphere has been ablaze lately with viral videos of fast food workers being abused by customers. If you want to see a good example of this, just google the keywords worst customer ever and Dunkin Donuts. But be warned, the video is not for the faint of heart or those with sensitive ears. These abusive customers are not a new phenomenon. When I worked in the industry, I had many brushes and altercations with them. They seem to have a knack for honing in on the most vulnerable worker with this sole intent of ripping whatever dignity they have left into tiny shreds. The scariest thing is that these monsters blend into everyday life. They are parents, teachers, friends, and colleagues. They only unsheath their talons and fangs when they're shopping alone. So your sweet and hypothetical Aunt Jane Doe could very well be one of these monsters. Sure, she may be nominated for sainthood because of her work with dying children and malnourished puppies, but when she crosses the threshold of a fast food joint, something triggers her inner demon and the psycho hose beast rears its ugly head. I estimate that for every 200 people who politely said thank you and merrily went on their way with an icing and sprinkled covered delicacy in a wax bag, at least one was a psycho hose beast. We all probably have one or two people in our lives who we avoid going to restaurants with. Perhaps it's because they play 20 questions every time they place an order. Does your strawberry ice cream have red dye number 40? I saw a special on the news about how red dye number 40 causes blindness, and I like seeing things. 
Is the chicken in the chicken bruschetta made in America? I don't want no Chinese chicken. Or maybe they insist that their food be prepared with ridiculously specific instructions. I want my bagel toasted three and a half times. Not four, not three. Three and a half times. Scrape off any of it that gets burned, then spread the cream cheese in a counterclockwise direction with seven long strokes. After it's wrapped, chill it in the freezer for 45 seconds. Are you writing all this down? But those are just mild annoyances. When I say psycho hose beast, I'm talking about people who get off on power trips. They have a sense of entitlement and ego that is unfazed by rationality. If their behavior was exhibited in any environment other than a fast food joint, they would be carted off in a straitjacket and a Hannibal Lecter mask. But for some reason, the psycho hose beast never seems to actually pay consequences for their behavior. Despite scores of witnesses to the various hose beast altercations, patrons don't intervene. Occasionally, they may mouth a silent, sorry, or offer a shrug of commiseration. But the majority of the time, they just turn a blind eye, suddenly becoming very interested in the flooring and wait for it all to blow over. I speculate that the inaction is because fast food workers don't have the identifying features of human beings. Once a worker has donned their garish uniform, they are just viewed as an extension of the store, not flesh and blood with dreams and aspirations. It doesn't help their plot that they are required to use pushy and robotic greetings for upsells. Would you like to try a gargantuan jumbo extra large latte with an extra shot of espresso and extra whipped cream? Just think about every pop cultural reference, movie, or TV show that portrays fast food workers. Their stereotype is barely functioning, stumbered imbeciles who hawk loogies in all the food. On a lower evolutionary rung than llamas. But they are really just normal people who happen to be employed for whatever reason at a fast food restaurant. I toiled as a fast food wage slave for many years. In those years, I had more than my fair share of encounters with psycho hose beasts. You're in luck, because I'm going to share some of my favorite stories with you. Only once did a bystander come to my rescue. That's the best story, so I'll save it for last. The first encounter was when I was new to the job and the city. I was suffering from extreme culture shock, having moved from a backwoods town with a population of only a thousand people to Tampa, Florida. Everything was new and overwhelming. Cell phones, cougars, racial diversity, but especially tiny dogs and purses. The customer was a well-dressed man in his mid-forties with a salt and pepper goatee, a press suit, and an accent. He ordered, as he put it, a maple frosted donut and a black coffee. He interrupted me while I was pouring the coffee to say, Hey boy, make that two maple frosted donuts and hurry it up. I don't have all day. Boy? Boy? My gender was sometimes confused because of my baggy clothes and non-existent rack. But I had the sneaking suspicion that this guy was calling me the wrong thing on purpose. I tried to let it roll off my back as I counted back his change. But it must have affected me because he said, 
This can't be right. You still owe me money. Oh, sorry. I was really flustered and bungled counting back the change again. That's not right either. Sorry, just a second. I looked around for a calculator, but I couldn't find one. So I started counting it out on my fingers. And that is when he began taunting me. You owe me 23 cents. What's wrong with you? Where'd you go to school? He meant it as a rhetorical question, but my knee-jerk reaction was to answer him. St. Paul High School? Oh yeah? Where was that at? I guarantee it was in Minnesota. Why was he so interested in my education? I was just serving him donuts and coffee, not about to perform brain surgery on him. Um, Southwest Virginia? Oh, that explains everything. You're nothing but a stupid hillbilly. I didn't know what to do. I'd been warned that people thought Appalachians were stupid, but I never imagined a stranger would actually ridicule me over it. What do you have to say for yourself, hillbilly? Why don't you go get someone who went to a real school to give me my change? I bet you didn't even learn how to count to ten. I was at a loss for how to respond, completely humiliated. I'm ashamed to say that I didn't stand up for myself, but turned on my heel and half ran, half walked to the back of the store. I hid in the walk-in <laughs> fridge, sniffling behind a pallet of whipped cream and half and half until my friend Cherie found me. She said that the customer had left, but only after flagging down the manager and, and advising him to fire the dumb fuck redneck. stupid hillbilly guy was not the only hose beast who was triggered by my heritage. A woman in a floor-length black dress with a shrill voice also honed in on it. Target locked. She ordered ice cream. To double check, ma'am, that was one small scoop of strawberry ice cream. What did you say to me? What did you say to me? Um... Did you say one small scoop of strawberry ice cream? I can't believe you would use such foul language with a customer. Foul language? I don't know what you mean, ma'am. Uh, you said strawberry ice cream, right? Are you trying to say ice cream? Because it sounds like you're saying something highly offensive. I realized what she's being so sensitive about. My coworkers had often made fun of me for how I pronounced ice cream. They said it sounded like I was saying ass cream. Yes, ma'am, I'm saying ice cream. Sorry, I have an accent. Well, you need to learn how to pronounce your words properly. I can't believe that they would let someone with such an atrocious grasp on the English language interact with customers. Repeat after me. Ice cream. Was this happening? Did she really want me to repeat after her? I was getting a speech therapy lesson from a customer. I felt myself turning red and every breath felt like a huge effort. I wanted to scoop her damn ice cream into a cup and get away from her, but she was unrelenting. Repeat after me! Ice cream! Don't drag out the eye! It isn't an eyeball, it's eye! You have a lazy tongue. Everyone from the South is too lazy to learn how to speak properly. She made me repeat the word back to her about 15 times before finally giving up on me.
By that time, I was so angry and disgraced that I had turned into a weepy mess. I'm going to write a letter to your corporate headquarters about this. They should keep people who can't speak real English in the back. supply of anecdotes about psycho hose beasts, but I don't want to overwhelm you dear listeners with so much darkness. So here are a few quickies. Ha ha, quickies. During the height of the Atkins diet hoopla, a lady came through the drive-thru and asked to carb count on our milkshakes. She blocked the drive-thru insisting that I read the entire ingredient label on our yogurt. She was enraged that we didn't have anything lower fat than low fat Sugar-free vanilla yogurt. She didn't appreciate my suggestion for a nice, healthy glass of ice water. Eventually, she placed her order. A large cup of, get this, whipped cream and sprinkles. She returned it because it didn't have enough whipped cream and sprinkles and asked me to add chocolate sauce. twenties came to the store ranting and raving that he was going to sue me. He had ordered a poppy seed bagel and then went and took a drug test. He failed the test. He said that uh, he was fired from his dream job and it was my fault that I should have warned him before selling him a bagel with THC in it. lady came through the drive-thru regularly and ordered an extra-large iced coffee with 12 packets of Splenda, 12 creamers, and 7 ice cubes. Without fail, she would send her daughter back into the store to have the drink remade three or four times because it had either too many or too few ice cubes. I tried to explain that we'd made it several different ways, but by the time it was getting to her, some of the ice cubes had melted. We were throwing out gallons of iced coffee because she kept returning it. I eventually prepared the drink and put the ice in a separate cup and gave her the two different cups. I gave it to her with a spoon so she could count out the ice cubes herself. This did not make her happy. She went into full beast mode cussing me out and talked to my manager. We never saw her again. With the amount of splinter she consumed in such a short amount of time, she probably died of some freakish carcinoma and went to that big ice coffee in the sky. shake and hassled me to wash my hands before I scooped the ice cream because I touched his money first. I wasn't scooping the ice cream with my bare hands. He threatened that he was going to call the health inspector if I didn't wash my hands before making a shake. So I complied. I went to the back and thoroughly washed my hands. When I came back up to to the customer, he said, I didn't see you wash your hands. You probably went back there and put them in the garbage. I swear, sir, I washed my hands. I don't believe you. I don't know what you want me to say. I washed my hands at the beginning of my shift when I went on break just now and a couple other times. Well, you better not touch my food until I see you wash your hands. I know how you kids who work in restaurants are. The only way I could get him to leave me alone was by letting him follow me behind the counter into the back room 
and stand beside me while I wash my hands. But the horror story of all customer horror stories, the one that takes the cake, will be the last one I share. Enjoy. I call this the Donut Cowboy. The boss man left work early, leaving a skeleton crew of three people. It really only counted as two people because Shree and I were training a girl on her first day. Everything was going smoothly until a car pulled up in the drive-thru. Before the sensors could even register the vehicle and beep, the driver started barking into the speaker. Hello! Hello! Is anyone there? The three of us were wearing headsets, so the screaming went directly into our ears. Annoyed, I turned down the volume and began the introduction. Thank you for choosing. He cut me off. Just give me a large French dip sandwich and make it quick. I made the sandwich while Cherie collected the money. The sandwich is served with a small styrofoam cup of light dipping sauce. I ladled the sauce into the cup and put it in the bottom of the bag as our diagrams instructed. I gave Shree the bag to pass out the window and heard her say, Your sauce is in the bottom of the bag, sir. I went on my way to fill the next order for a cinnamon raisin bagel with salmon cream cheese, sausage, and egg. While passing the repugnant-smelling bagel out the window to a very pregnant-looking lady, a white Ford Escort pulled up beside her. The driver of the Escort started waving his arms and yelling, Hey, you! Hey! I didn't recognize him, so I assumed he was a friend of the pregnant lady. Do you know that guy? No, I've never seen him before. Oh, no. I guess he's talking to me then. Hey, you bitch! Stop ignoring me! I'll be with you in one moment, sir. The pregnant lady said, good luck with him, before driving off. By that time, the customer was rabid. He screamed, what is this? What is this? While waving around something in the air, I couldn't tell what he was holding. I don't know. He finally held it still long enough for me to see that it was a styrofoam cup. Don't give me that bullshit! You know what this is! Why'd you put this shit in my fucking bag? The customer appeared to be in his early 50s, was completely bald, and wearing thick glasses. That's the sauce that's included with the French dip sandwich, sir. I didn't order this! It automatically comes with the sandwich. It says it on the menu. Well, you dumbass! You put it in the bottom of my bag and it spilled all over me and my shirt! He held up a white dress shirt on a hanger. A large brown stain was on the front of it. I have a job interview in 15 minutes, and now I can't go to it because I have nothing to wear. This is your fault, and I want to make you pay for it. Veins were bulging out of his forehead, and his face was purple. I tried to calm him down. I'm sorry, sir. Unfortunately, we don't have a manager in the store right now. But if you can come back tomorrow, a manager will be able to reimburse you for the sandwich and you can talk to him about the shirt. My peace offering only seemed to add fuel to the fire. That's not good enough! I don't want my money back! I want your manager to come out here so I can kick his sorry ass! I'm sorry, sir, but we don't have a manager here right now. Well, then you're going to come out here yourself and I'll kick your ass, you dumb bitch! I am not going to come outside, sir. You just need to go on your way, and my manager can help you tomorrow. Don't you tell me to calm down, you cunt. You ruined my job interview. Why don't you bring your ass out here, and I'll kick it, instead of your manager. Do not threaten me, sir. I am not coming outside. Oh, yes, you are. 
No, I'm not. Well, if you're not going to come out here, I'm going to come in there and kick your ass. I backed away from the window and let it shut. Tire screeches the car burned rubber out of the drive-through lane. My coworkers have been unaware of the confrontation taking place because they were at the front helping a couple customers. Sheree, Sheree, help me. Call the police quick. A customer's going to beat me up. Sheree started laughing, thinking I was playing another prank. No, dude, I'm serious. He's going to beat me up. This guy's on his way in here right now. Call 911. She just kept laughing. I ran to the back room where the donut finishing table was located. Frosting, sprinkles, and empty donut shells littered the area. I grabbed the white cordless phone and dashed back to the front of the store. Just in time for the front glass doors to burst open. The customerzilla made a grand entrance. The top of his head reached over the top of the height measurement tape on the door for use in case of burglary. I gulped. I was surprised to see that he was leaning heavily on a cane to walk. His chest and arms were really buff, like swollen steroid buff. The customerzilla limped to the front of the counter and pushed his way past the two customers who were ordering. Come around this counter! Come around this counter right now, you little slut, so I can kick your ass! Shree and the new girl stood frozen with their jaws on the floor. Uh, I'm not going to come around that counter. You need to leave. I'll only leave after I kick your worthless ass! I'm, I'm not going to come over there. Fine then! I just have to come back there and kick your ass! And he started to turn to come behind the counter. At that moment, a small elderly gentleman who closely resembled a wrinkled up raisin wearing a tweed suit stepped forward. I think you said your piece. You need to leave the little lady alone. It was like a scene from a classic western movie, the heroic cowboy coming to rescue the helpless dame. I wouldn't have been surprised if a tumbleweed had rolled past. The customerzilla transferred his snarling attention to the elderly gentleman. What did you say to me? I said, the elderly gentleman pulled himself up. You best be on your way. There's nothing for you here. Oh, you think this is your business now? This has nothing to do with you. It's between me and the bitch. Don't make me kick your ass after I've finished with hers. The elderly gentleman kept in character as John Wayne. You have said your piece. Now you best get on your way. I don't want to have to get ugly. The customerzilla towered over the elderly gentleman. Well, if you want to make this your business, old man, that's just fine with me. I'll kick your ass first. At this point, they started hurling insults back and forth. My virgin ears had never heard some of the words and creative combinations that they were using. Single word insults such as bitch, whore, dick, and pussy evolved into artistic combinations such as dick liquor, pussy hole, twat hands, and ass biscuit. The fight climaxed when the customer Zilla roared, Step outside, and I'm going to beat your ass with my cane. He brandished his cane high above his head like a sword. The elderly gentleman came back with an epic threat that I don't think has ever been used in the history of humanity, nor will it ever be used again. Oh, yeah? Well, I'll beat your ass with my prosthetic leg. He lifted up his tweed pants sleeve to reveal a shiny fake leg. woke me up from my stupor. I waved the cordless phone over my head. I'm calling the cops.
The customerzilla snarled, turned on his heel, and limped towards the exit. Over the next half hour, anyone who wandered to the store may have mistaken the elderly gentleman for Hugh Hefner. He had women fawning all over him, bringing him free coffee, donuts, and pastries, and promised him that any time he came in, his meals would be free. Even though the elderly gentleman was old and weak, he stood up when he witnessed someone being mistreated. As a society, we need to follow his example. I implore you to treat fast food workers with decency and respect. If you see a similar incident happening, you should whip out your phone and record it. Tell a perpetrator that you're going to post it on YouTube. I guarantee that'll change their tune. Either that, or they'll whip your ass with their cane. My name is Jackie Helbert. I hope you enjoyed putting my words into your ear holes. If you'd like to see more stories I've written, you can go to IamMyOwnCousin.blogspot.com and you can also follow me on IamMyOwnCousin on Facebook. And we can interact and let me know what you think of the story. Have a wonderful day and don't forget to tip your waitress.